Are you bored living a mediocre life? We were too, and we know how to change that. Each week, we'll leave our comfort zones to explore a new topic, then step onto our soapboxes, a safe space to sound off on our latest adventure. Come explore with us. All opinions are welcome. This is a mindset. This is a lifestyle. This is Siren Soapbox. Hello, fellow explorers. Welcome to Siren Soapbox. We're on a mission to explore beyond comfort zones because nothing fun ever happens in there. We are making exploring even easier. Check out our pre-dive episodes so that you can explore when we do. So dive in with us. Go to sirensoapbox.com where you will find links to our blog, magazine, events, and movie club. So many ways to explore. Pick one today and experience life outside your comfort zone. Today's episode is a year in the making and our longest challenge to date. This came to us from our biggest fan, Bill Cole. Welcome back, Bill. Could you read for us the challenge that you sent to our listeners? Yeah, I'll, I'll paraphrase it because it's rather long, but um, what I ask you to do is to get several three by five inch cards and then each week write some kind of inspirational quote on one of the cards. So it could be lyrics from a song or a line from a poem, dialogue from a great movie like, um, I don't know, Joe Dirt or something, um, a quote from someone in history or, or even something from your own heart. But you write that down on the card on the front side, and that's the only thing that you write, just that inspirational gem. On the back of the card, put your soapbox address, your your website, uh, sirensoapbox.com, and then put your initials in the bottom right-hand corner. And I ask you to find random addresses to mail these to. Um, I recommended uh, bestrandoms.com. There are other websites where you can find uh, legitimate confirmed addresses. You don't put a return address on it, just put it in the mail and send out one of these at least once a week, every week, at least until Thanksgiving. Actually, I think I sent this challenge exactly one year ago today. Hmm. Um, And then figuring that that was about 48 weeks uh, times five sirens. So you'd have uh, sent out about 240 inspirational messages to random people. And then uh, to make it more fun, I ask you to go on your website and in a prominent location, add an area uh, that says, did you receive a message in the mail from us? And if so, click here. And when they click there, it asks, did your message help you, inspire you, or cheer you up in some way? And it was a way to uh, have the person who received it and was inspired be able to communicate back with you so that they could talk about their experience and how they felt when they received this message. Uh, At the end of the year, maybe just before Christmas, which is where we are, uh, you can have a special episode where you talk about the responses you received and maybe include a guest or two on the show. So that was the challenge. Well, let's dive in and find out how the sirens did and find out more about why Bill Bill challenged us to do this. And maybe we even have a special guest. But first, if at any time the conversation gets too intense, the safe word is... Mango. 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 So what? (laughs) First up on our soapbox is Murph. So first of all, I just want to say that we nailed it, man. All right. 
So I was uh, really excited about this project. I love the idea of sending a random note to a stranger with a positive message. I even love giving strangers compliments in person. I can't count how many times I've told a perfect stranger that I love their hair or shoes or jacket. Feels good to see someone's face light up when you pay them a random compliment. And every once in a while, someone will tell me that they like my hair and it always makes my day, which is why I decided years ago to do the very same thing. So the idea of dropping a note in the mail that could can, that could uh, brighten someone's day felt like it was right up my alley. And I did love doing this. I wasn't great about sending one note each week, so I'd end up sending a bunch out at once to make up for missed weeks. But still, it was fun. I found that I would sit down to write out these words of encouragement on days that I needed some encouragement myself. So not only was I making an effort to make someone else's day better, but I was also working on making my day better. And I didn't get a single response from the 46 postcards I mailed out over the year. Was it worth it? Yeah. I may never know how my words impacted someone's life, but I'm sure there was at least one positive takeaway for someone. And I'd do it again in a heartbeat. In fact, I may continue to do it when I need a pick-me-up. My favorite quote was from Henry Ford, or at least that's who the internet says said it. I mean, I I didn't hear it (laughs) from his mouth, but the quote is this. It has been my observation that most people get ahead during the time that others waste. And I love this quote so much because it's so on brand with what we talk about here every week. Do the thing, take the step, get uncomfortable, grow, be better. Sara, tell us what you thought about this challenge. Well, I think this was a great challenge. I enjoyed it right from the start for many reasons, but the part that motivated me the most was thinking about just how many people that we could reach during the course of a year. It was fun imagining people opening up our cards Although I must admit, I sometimes worry that they would think we were crackpots or scammers of some sort. (laughs) I guess that's just the cynic in me. But that didn't stop me from being pretty thrilled about the thought of someone opening my cards. Thrilled enough to have made made a note of it on January the 10th. I wrote in my uh, little notebook, someone may have already opened one of my cards with a bunch of exclamation marks. So it clearly had an impact on me even back then. Challenging part for me was deciding which quotes to use. I mean, it's not hard to Google inspirational quotes, but it's a little more difficult to pick ones that don't send either send a, a weird message, either kind of cheesy or a little too specific. And that's probably what got me the most out of my comfort zone with this challenge, stressing over picking the right one for each anonymous address I used, which was pretty silly, but true. Stop shaking your head, Bill. <laughs> Once I got over that hurdle, I started to enjoy finding quotes. I'd spend an hour reading quote after quote, and I copied and pasted all that I ended up using, which, by the way, is how I figured out how many I sent. I had several quotes that I liked, and one of my favorites is from C.S. Lewis, supposedly. You are never too old to set another goal or to dream a new dream. That one just kind of really hit home, especially with Bill and I making plans for our future. Plus, it's a very siren soapboxy message. As I look back on how this project went, I can really see how reading all of these inspirational quotes and then writing them down was pretty uplifting. Very tricky, Bill, very tricky. Picking addresses was a bit clunky at first, but once I figured out the best random website, it was a little easier. What took the most time for me was then doing a Google map search for each address that I used, just to make sure there was an actual house at that address. I hated the thought of my car ending up never making it to someone. 
I'd make up a few cards at a time and I kept them in my car. I then set an alarm for every Monday and it went off as I was heading to pick up my youngest from school and I'd pass the post office on the way. So it was super easy to just grab a card and drive through the post office parking lot to drop it off. So I never forgot. I'm looking forward to hearing if our project had some positive impact in the world, but even if it didn't, I know that it impacted me positively. Jess, what did you think of the challenge? Well, this challenge seemed simple when it was first given to us. And then once I got into it, I realized it was actually a little bit trickier than expected. Not for the fact of spreading joy around the world because that part was awesome, but choosing an inspiring quote ended up being kind of tricky. I have a daily inspirational quote calendar on my desk that I send a quote to my team every morning. When it would be time to send out my weekly cards, I loved going back through them and reading the quotes I had sent out throughout the week. When picking one out, I took the time to read each one and try to interpret it in every single way it could be interpreted. I wanted to make sure my quotes were perfect and could not be interpreted as negative in any way. It was surprising how often the quotes could be taken as forceful or maybe negative if you have a negative mindset. So I would then get my list of random addresses and I would pick out my quotes and then pick out my color combinations of my pens and write my cards. It was very involved. And then I would send them on their way. I did not end up getting any responses on my cards, which was really sad, but I'm hoping they still made a difference. One time I was sending them out and I decided to ask the folks at my office if they knew anyone that needed a, a little note of happiness or pick me up. And I got a lot of responses from my office. So it was nice to know exactly who I was sending them to and that they needed that in their life at that moment, even if it was indirectly. Then a few weeks later, someone in my office actually asked me if I was still doing it and if I could send another one out. So of course I said yes. Ladies, we are making a difference, even if we don't see it right away. Elsie, how did you feel going into this challenge? Well, I was super excited about this challenge when I first heard about it. And it is so cool that we did a challenge for an entire year, ladies. My favorite quote that I sent out was, well, apparently I had three that I did three times. I was really embarrassed when I realized today, looking at the pictures, that I repeated myself so much. They are Keep Your Face to the Sunshine and You Cannot See the Shadows by Helen Keller. If You Fell Down Yesterday, Stand Up Today by H.G. Wells. And If You Can Dream It, You Can Do It. And apparently the internet cannot pick if that's from Walt Disney or Zig Ziglar. I started out doing a few and then it became difficult to pick who I should send the letter out to with nine addresses staring back at me on best randoms. So there were quite a few weeks that I would send nine at once. And also I didn't feel so bad missing a week here or there because I was moving or on vacation or life just got in the way. At first, I was a little bit nervous about sending a random quote to a stranger, but it's not like it had my address on it or anything. The more I did it, the easier I got. And then as I was writing out addresses, which was my least favorite part of ever doing Christmas cards, by the way, I did have fun imagining someone going to their mailbox and getting the letter and how it would possibly change your life, like the movie Sliding Doors, if you will. I ran out of my colorful, colorful cards, and instead of buying new ones, I did a quote on the back of our Siren Soapbox stickers. So, changed up a little bit. It was such a rush. <laughs> Sorry, Bill. It was such a rush when we would get a response back. 
And then something unexpected happened and it put me outside of my comfort zone. Since we were keeping track of the people who were possibly wanting to be on the show, I became discouraged by how few reached out to us. This made me wonder if we weren't asking people to reach out to us, would I feel so bad? It's also how I feel about social media posts sometimes. If people don't react, does it do any good at all? Was my time spent making a positive difference or is there something else I could have been doing? I do like the idea of doing random acts of kindness. I know that there are times that people have done a random act of kindness for me and it stayed with me for a long time and they can make the difference between a good day or a terrible day. TC, how many letters of inspiration did you send out? Over the course of the year, I sent out 68 random notes of inspiration. I completely front-loaded this activity, and I'm really glad I did. My life has recently become much busier, but in a good way. Originally, I bought a large box of blank note cards with matching envelopes. I used the website, Best Randoms, that Bill recommended to find random addresses. Then I entered the random addresses that were generated into Google Maps Street View so that I could see the house. It sounds like I'm not the only one who did that. I'm glad I did because some of the addresses were empty lots. On Street View, I could see an actual photo of the house, and it was just fun to imagine someone sitting in the house, getting the envelope, wondering what in the world it was with no return address, opening it, and then reading the quote. I imagined all kinds of scenarios and lives as I did this. I usually mailed the cards in batches of four to eight at a time, probably because they were four different colors and I got ridiculous about the whole thing. One of my favorite quotes was, if you believe it will work out, you'll see opportunities. If you believe it won't, you will see obstacles by Wayne Dyer. I love this quote because it highlights the importance of self-talk, but also reminds you that you're in the driver's seat of your own life. In all honesty, though, part of the benefit of this was purely for me. For a portion of last year, I was in a difficult place with my past job. There were days I pulled out the cards and searched for inspirational quotes because I needed to read them myself. This activity helped lift my own mood on more than one occasion. So for me, the process of doing this was enough. Hearing back from others was like, it was like candy decorations on the icing on the cake. Will I keep doing it? Maybe not exactly this way, but I'd like to send random inspirational notes out every once in a while. Maybe I should send some random people invitations to my wedding and see how many show up. Just kidding, Dino, I'm not doing it. Was it worth it? I think one source of happiness and one important step in exploring is meeting other people. So meeting someone out of this whole experience is just another reason this challenge is worth doing it. One of the cards I sent went to a woman named Sharon Ames. Sharon helps women runners over the age of 40 experience the joy and profound sense of accomplishment in running their first marathon, a process that is truly life-changing. A longtime runner and lawyer, she is at a point in her life where she decided it's time to explore new horizons. Her three children are all grown and living their lives away from where they grew up. And she has realized that often we put off exploring while we are busy building our lives with or without children, saying, someday I'm going to do X. Then all of a sudden you find yourself in your 60s. Her new mantra is, someday is today. 
Sirens, it is my pleasure to introduce one recipient of our inspiration cards, Sharon Ames. Please help me welcome her to this episode of Siren Soapbox. Welcome welcome. to the show, Sharon. Thank you so much for joining us. Hey, I'm glad to be here. This is exciting. Sharon, I'm so curious to hear about the moment you received and opened that card. Can you tell us about it? Um, It's funny. Thank you for reminding me because half the time I don't remember what happened five minutes ago, but um, I remember I went to the mailbox and by the way, my house doesn't look like it does on Google maps anymore. I've made some improvements. It looks much better now (laughs) just to let you know. Oh my God, they've seen my house. Um, (laughs) So I went to the mailbox and I got this card and I thought, okay, this is kind of strange. Um, and I, I opened it up and I looked and I saw the message and I thought, huh. And of course, the lawyer in me being very cynical says, oh gosh, you know, this is some scam or something. But then, but I am also very into um, Abraham Hicks and the secret and intuition and there are no coincidences and the universe sends you signs. And at the time, I was reading, I think I mentioned I was reading um, a book called Manifesting by Chris Ferraro, who is a fellow EFT. She's an EFT guru. EFT is tapping. I don't know if if you're familiar with EFT tapping. Could do a whole episode on that. Um, And I just thought, well, this has come at the right time. There's, you know, this is This isn't a coincidence. It isn't some, it isn't some random thing. I may be in some random generator, but I'm not random. And it wasn't, and I don't think listening to you all, I don't think, and wondering if any of this had an effect. I don't think any of it is random. I think those cards all got to people who needed, for some reason, needed to get those cards, whether they responded or not. That's my feeling. I mean, I got that card for a reason. And of course, being me, I said, oh, yes, I'll respond. My daughter says, oh, mom, that's so you. Um, she's the introvert. I'm the extrovert. So, um, so yeah, here we are. So I replied and then, you know, probably forgot about it until I got an email again from you guys. I said, oh, yay, they're back in touch. So that was exciting. I'm excited about it. You're so it was really exciting. Yeah. And it was really exciting for us. Anytime we got any kind of message, you know, it's like we're putting things out there and anytime we hear something back, it was really an exciting moment for us for, so thanks for responding to that, that, that made our day. I guarantee. Absolutely. Did you pay it forward at all? Did that inspire you to maybe do another random act of kindness? Not like that, but I do those, I do things like that a lot. Um, I I compliment people. I talk to everybody. It drives my kids nuts whenever we go anywhere. I mean, whenever they come home, like they'll be home and we'll go get groceries or something like mom, no talking in the store. You are not going to talk to anybody. We're just going to go in and get what we need. And, come. and But I talk to people. I compliment people, start conversations with them because you never know. You never know what you're going to learn. Um, Yeah. Yeah, that's how I feel. I always just try to be kind to people. And if I have something or if I'm thinking something nice and I say it, I don't keep it in. 
I do a lot of, uh, so EFT tapping is stress reduction. It's about energy, um, reducing the effect of negative emotion in your life and how that affects your body. So I do a lot of that work with people. Um, Hmm. Yeah, that's that's a lot of what I do. And I'm going to focus on that with the runners too, as well. Yeah. So is that like the tapping? Like I've seen ads where people are like literally tapping on their head. So it's like uh-huh. that. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Have you seen any benefit from that? Like in yourself? Yes. I mean, I've, I learned about tapping 10 years ago and I've been doing it and it's um, I've done it with myself to reduce a lot of stress um, to it eliminates food cravings. Um, so thing I had to be on a special diet a few years ago because I was sick and just, I couldn't have anything that I liked. So I used it to get rid of the cravings and the sadness, any negative emotion, the sadness about not being able to eat what I could eat. I've used it with clients to help them calm down before they go to court because court is terrifying for most people. Um, it's, it can be a toxic place. So yeah, any kind of negative emotion or stress, uh, and with runners like pre-race jitters or the mind game, uh, when you're doing training, getting ready for a race, anything like that, that's what that, that helps with that. Yeah. Hmm, That's interesting. I want to do some research about that. If you want it, my website is eftlawyer.com and I'm changing, I'm switching all that over to running now. That's my newest adventure. Um, So that'll be, and that's in the process. Uh, But if you want, there's some information on the website about what EFT is and how it came about and all the research and science behind it. Yeah. Hmm. I work in finance. So EFT to me is electronic funds transfer. And I have to get that out of my head. (laughs) Every time she's saying it, I'm like, no, it doesn't mean that. It doesn't right. mean that. <laughs> right. Yeah. Or ETF, exchange traded funds, you know, no, no, no. It's <laughs> tapping. And so I always include tapping after the word. It's tapping. Yeah. yeah. Let's hope there's no EFT tapping in my sense of it, because that <laughs> seems like it would be bad. <laughs> yeah. I'm just going to use an EFT to tap into... <laughs> Right. Like why something that's not mine. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So it it doesn't surprise me that you're a runner and you've responded to a random act of kindness and wanting to meet new people because runners meet new people a lot. I think the biggest random act of kindness I've ever encountered was during a half marathon and I was limping and it was the last mile of the race and a random stranger gave me some Advil, which my mom, sorry, I took drugs from a stranger. (laughs) (laughs) I needed it. But then I had another stranger literally like help carry me to the finish line and we crossed together. And then once I met up with my family, I'm like, let me introduce you to my new friend. And she completely disappeared. Um, so it's Hmm. runners have an amazing ability for random acts of kindness like that. Have you ever witnessed anything like that? during your runs? Yeah, we've all been there. I, um, I was not trained and I signed up to run the Vermont city marathon in Burlington. My son lived in Vermont. I wasn't trained. So I was just going to do the half, see if I could do a half. Um, cause it's a really beautiful, uh, Burlington is great. I don't know if you're familiar with Vermont, but it's really pretty up there. So 
about three miles in. I mean, the crowd is still crowded at the beginning of the race. People haven't spread out yet. So about three miles in, I was just getting into the rhythm and I tripped and fell on a speed bump. No. I bit it pretty bad. And uh, so I'm, you know, and this was just a few years ago. So I, you know, kind of pulled myself off the course and and bloody and my knees are all bloody and everything. And this woman just, um, you know, she got me a chair, she cleaned, she got some stuff and cleaned up my knee and everything. And she said, you just sit here. She said, she got some ice. She said, you just sit here as long as you need to. And that say, I didn't get back in the race, but that saved, you know, a whole lot of, a whole lot of probably dirt and all that stuff from getting, infecting my leg. And um, yeah, it was great. She was wonderful. Hmm. Bill, I'm curious, what gave you the idea for this challenge? Well, okay. Um, to answer that, I, you know, I, I said before, I don't really like reading, but I am going to read the very last paragraph on the challenge that I sent in. And it, it goes like this. It said, the thing is, I'm a big believer in random acts of kindness. Throughout my life, on more than one occasion, I received kind words or wise words or a funny joke. Those are particularly important uh, just at the time that I needed those words. And I think that this kind of thing can make a difference for people. And I also believe that the project would be positive for each siren as well, which is interesting because uh, Siren Sara, who commented in her soapbox that she had good feelings from this, and even though I am uh, Siren Soapbox's greatest fan, we don't actually talk. I don't know about this. We, I don't know what her soapbox is before she presents it because I like hearing it when it's, you know, when it's posted and I can listen to it on the podcast. So I had no idea she was going to say those things. But I sincerely believe that um, <clears throat> things like this benefit the receiver uh, as well as the, the person who gives those words. And, uh, I think back to the thing that inspired me on this is back in episode 55, which was the artist trading cards episode. There was a woman named Ronza Lawson who found one of your painted rocks. You guys had started painting rocks and putting sound soapbox on there and hiding these things all over the place. And this young lady found one of those rocks and reached out to Siren Soapbox to talk about artist trading cards. Um, she was thrilled. And at some point in that podcast, she said something about being on the podcast was her dream come true because she has some um, issues that she deals with uh, constantly when it comes to interacting with other people. And that the fact that you guys took time to paint this rock to brighten somebody's day, it did brighten this young lady's day. And not only did it brighten her day, but then she got to be on the podcast with you. And that she said that just was was a dream of hers and and it really touched her as an individual person these little things that we do in our life that we when it's done with a positive thought can really positively impact other people that come across them um in episode 106 uh the little book of courage it's just a couple episodes ago uh the author of that book was on and and uh the the topic of um, just random smiles uh, to a stranger, how that impacts somebody's life. And I absolutely believe that is true. You can take somebody who has a scowl on his or her face, and just as you're walking past, 
catch their eye and smile and just keep going. And, and just as you pass, you see a smile come on that person's face. These things are as contagious as COVID. So, <laughs> hopefully much, more so. In a much more positive way. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Hopefully more so because yeah, agreed. But in, in any event, it, it is contagious and it is positive. And look, we have to be out in the world doing our things anyway. Why not spread a little bit of the positivity that we have because it is contagious. It does spread and it makes everybody's life a little better. So that, that was the reason I put it out there. A lot of what you just said reminds me of some things Paul Boynton said on an episode we recently had him on. It's a bunch of stuff I wrote down, uh, like, don't hold yourself back from saying nice things to people. We are setting ripples into play. Think of how much power we have mm-hmm. to do good. Uh, he said, we're surrounded by opportunities like this. Take a few. And it just reminds me that what you're saying reminded me of what he said. And there's so much truth to that. I don't know that we always walk around thinking in that way, but it's really important. You know, as Sarah and, Sarah and I have been together for, for quite a while now, but when we were first dating, I think it took a while for her to get used to the idea that when we're out, we go into a store or we're out in public or whatever. I just say stuff to people. I just, I'll just spark up a conversation. And it used to be, I'd get the strangest look from her. Like, do you know that person? No, no, I don't know the person, but they were there and something popped into my head. So I said it. Um, Those interactions, I think, make people's lives better. Even, even if I'm not saying something kind, there is a warmth to having a conversation with someone. And so with this challenge, the idea of just taking a card and sending it out to someone uh, random, that, I mean, that's about as random as we can get. If we're going on a website and pulling down addresses of folks that we don't even know, that's about as random as, as you can get. And um, uh, like our guest Sharon uh, said, our guest, because you know, it's my podcast too. Now, right? <laughs> <laughs> But like Sharon said, um, you know, she said she believes that um, folks that got these things needed them. She doesn't. She doesn't believe in uh, coincidence. I, I. I don't know that I subscribe to that thought completely, but I do think, as far as that, there's no coincidences. But I do think that um, those actions, people receiving those cards, they may not have responded back to you, but I do believe that many people probably received something positive from receiving those cards. They just didn't take the time to respond back. And it could be because it, it also, as Sharon was talking about, they, they might've wondered, hey, this is a, this is really nice. That's very nice. And you flip it over and you see a website. Yeah, but I don't know about this. And they just kept it to themselves. And that's fine. The idea was to do something random and sending out, how many cards was it, TC? How many cards? Elsie's the one who Elsie, counted. Elsie, she, Elsie. She, <laughs> we, you wanted us to have around 240 and we sent out 388. So of that 388, Ooh. my guess is that there's some percentage, you know, let's just say it's a quarter of those people that took that card with them. That gave them uh, some positive feelings as they went out for their day. And then it may have caused them to share a smile with someone and impacted that person. I think that the likelihood is that it actually impacted um, 
positively more folks than the actual cards that went out. So that's an interesting hmm. thought. I have As to agree with that. Didn't get any responses. I hope that's true. <laughs> As someone who got a card, I just want to say that even if they didn't respond, I showed it to people. Um, I talked about it. You know, like I said, my kids said, oh, that's so you, mom. Of course you responded. Um, but yeah, even just showing it to someone or telling someone about it, um, even if no one responded, that there are effects that you don't realize. I think little ripple effects that, that happen. Yeah. I know that you got your card a long time ago, Sharon, but if you try to think back, do you think that the message that arrived was what you needed to hear at that time? Or do you think it was just more? I'm sure I, I'm sure I still have the card. I didn't even, I didn't look at it. I mean, I mean, I looked at it. I didn't save it like to see it every day, but I'm sure I don't think I threw it out. I think I still have it somewhere. Wait, um, Sharon, you didn't laminate it. It's not like in your person <laughs> with you at all. Times. I don't throw, I don't throw things out like that, that I wouldn't throw it. It's in a pile somewhere. I'm, you know, like with your fortune, and, with the fortunes from their fortune cookies, the good ones. Um, <laughs> like I save uh, all those, not all of them. Only <laughs> I'm just going to tell you now, if I had received something like that, I would have had the message tattooed on me somewhere. So that's, you know, you lies. Do you even have a tattoo? Well, I might, <laughs> but I, I wouldn't have a tattooed. I was just being ridiculous. That's all. Sirens, new challenge. Show. I'll send it. I'll send it to you later. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Coming up with a ridiculous quote for Bill to get tattooed on his body somewhere. Karen, <laughs> just to, just to jog your memory, the message on your card, and I only know this because you sent it to us, is it's a beautiful day to go after your dreams. Oh, that was perfect. That was perfect because, like I said, we had book club. The book we were reading is manifesting. We're all about manifesting our dreams. So everybody, so there, it's a small book club. It's just me and my daughter and her mother-in-law and her daughter. So there's only four of us, but we all just love the quote. Everybody said it was perfect. Uh, meant to be, you know, we are all, we're all big believers in, oh, we were meant to, I was meant to get that card today. So yeah. yeah. Great we card. Talk, we talked about this a little bit already. And it's easy to be a Scrooge when you look at the numbers. So out of the <laughs> 388 letters sent, we heard back from five people. Four said yes to being on the show. And then one person showed up. So the statistics on that, again, being a Scrooge and counting, mm -hmm. uh, hearing back from people, it was 1.2% and 0.2% showed up. So... Sharon, I want to thank you for being a It's a Wonderful Life and helping to <laughs> let us see what difference we did make. Because it's really, when you focus on the numbers like that, it's kind of easy to think, oh, what difference am I even making? And you are our angel that showed up on our show today and, and let us know those <laughs> ripple effects that Yay. showed up. <laughs> I think in terms of marketing, though, I don't, th I mean, that's typically when they tell you what the percentage are, like people that open emails and all of that kind of stuff, you have to get a ton of people, you have to reach a ton of people just to get a few responses. So, but again, just because someone didn't respond, that doesn't mean you didn't affect them. 
And Elsie, uh, as the challenger, I'm going to add add to this. Um, the challenge, which uh, in this case equals to goal, was to perform those random acts of kindness. And you guys did 300 and some odd acts of kindness. So you, I was looking for at least 240. You guys killed it. And even though people did not respond back necessarily, lots of people received those messages. So the goal wasn't to get the response back. That was just a little benefit if it happened. That's just a little, that's a little bit of icing on the cake, uh, kind of as Elsie uh, or TC was referring to earlier. But mm -hmm. the goal, you guys nailed the goal. You did uh, 300 some odd acts of random kindness throughout the year that I firmly believe based on my experience with random acts of kindness affected lots of people and became contagious. The person that you affected positively, I'm certain, ended up probably inadvertently in many cases affecting somebody else positively. So you nailed the goal. Yes. Well, that's awesome. And I noticed a lot of people said that it made themselves feel better in the process too. Yeah. Yeah, so that's the thing. I am, I mean, we know that we at least affect it one person because she's here tonight. And that's always my goal to have a positive impact on one person. Mm -hmm. I know the number is much higher than that. Um, but, you know, it's, I don't think it's selfish to say that it, one of the things that I loved about it is that it did make me feel better. It, it, so I absolutely, it was worth it because it put me in such a different mindset. There's only a small part of me that thinks that maybe I had the wrong postage on every single one and nobody got a single one of mine, but that's okay. <laughs> Even just putting yourself in a better mood has its own set of ripple impacts on the rest of the world. As you walk away and you smile at someone because you're in a better mood versus looking down with a scowl on your face when you walked past that, past that person, you have no idea how that impacted that person which then impacted any person they came into contact with. Exactly. I know that there were a couple of times I did it at the end of my day at work. And I know that it made me a better parent that night because it changed mm -hmm. my, it shifted my mood before I, before I got home. Awesome. As an overthinker, when I would read the quotes, I would try to think about how the person that's reading it could interpret it. Like, I know how I'm interpreting it, but how are they going to interpret it? And I wanted to pick the perfect quote to make sure to maximize the positive impact of the person that was reading it. So it was like picking quotes actually ended up getting kind of stressful because I was like, well, I love this one, but is this person going to love this one? And what if they read it like this? And what if they're in this mind space and they read it and they take it this way? And it actually has the opposite effect. I don't want to do that. And it was just like, Okay, just just stop. Yeah, see, I don't well, have that problem. I do not overthink things like that. I was like, oh, I love that quote. Ja, 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 done. What was it? The courage to be disliked? I did not like that book that we read. We never did a show on it, but I am very much Adlerian. Like, I can't control how somebody receives a message. All that you can control is your intent with that message. So you had positive intentions. But I do want to ask our guest if she has a challenge for us since uh, 
this was a challenge if she wants to keep a challenge going with something else. Um, I know one challenge I, it's we're at the end of the year and we always think about, okay, what's going to happen next year? What would be, so for myself, I'm my challenge, um, for me and I, anybody else would be what's, what's one thing, what's one thing new, different that you're going to pursue next year. We ask ourselves that each week. Yeah. <laughs> um, I love that yeah. though. That's my challenge for myself right now at this time of year. Okay, let's wrap up the year. And what am I going to do differently? What am I going to do new this next year? Because someday is today. That's, you know, it's funny. I turned 65 this year and the way we treat People are, oh, everybody, the first word out of their mouth is, oh, Medicare. <laughs> like, what? Really? Yeah, okay. And they treat you. Yeah. It's so funny. But um, there's all these things I want to do um, with my EFT tapping and runners. And I have all these ideas and things all the time. So um, it keeps us young. It keeps us curious. Um, so I think we all need something new to do every year. Cleaning out my office would be huge. <laughs> I'm not going to set it. I'm not going to, I'm not going to clean out the five by five. I think I'm just going to let it go another year. <laughs> so Sharon, we, here's a question that we ask all of our guests. What gets you out of your comfort zone and excited to explore? Um, for me, if someone, um, Anything that, anything that involves um, EFT and tapping gets me going. Um, a challenge to any running, like a running goal next year for me is I'm just getting back into running. So just taking steps to move or um, run. I do lots of yoga and Pilates, so I've started that uh, more frequently. Um, I think right now at my age, it's anything that's going to get me moving out of the house, especially this time of year. It's so dark and cold. Yeah. Um, and it really is hard to, you know, get out, get out. That gets me out of my comfort zone because I just want to be in my jammies. Yeah, I get that. We did a mostly outdoor challenge last January here in the Ohio River Valley. Oh, okay. <laughs> it was <brisk>. it was cold. <laughs> yeah. yeah. See, and having a community and group, a group of um of people to do something like that with, yeah, that would get me. That would get me up. Yeah. yeah. So, Bill, we haven't asked you this question yet because it's a new thing we're doing. What gets you out of your comfort zone and excited to explore? Um, the thing that motivates me to explore is that uh, the clock is ticking. You know, if we sit around and we just aren't going to accomplish and learn and uh, have experiences that that we want to have, the clock is the clock is ticking. None of us knows how much time we have left, and so I'm motivated to enjoy any of the time that I uh, have left and that, that Sarah and I have together, which is why you know, it's funny, I'm doing a little project now where I'm trying to organize our photographs digitally and I'm doing things in folders by date 
And uh, I'm blown away by how often we are doing cool things uh, <laughs> together. And that's, I find that very, very um, motivating. As far as being out of the comfort zone, I'm comfortable doing a lot of different things. But if it's something that's brand new, there are some things um, that, that do take me a little bit out of the comfort zone. Sarah and I are working on one right now. We're not ready to announce what it is, but we've been working on something that definitely <laughs> put me out of my comfort zone. But I'm so excited that, that we're doing it together. Um, we're having a lot of fun. I thought you were going to say we're having a baby. <laughs> well, <laughs> no. <laughs> that, that would definitely be uh, way out of uh, everybody's comfort zone here. Yeah, yeah. yeah no, no, uh, no, no babies. We, we actually, we talked about that and uh, we decided that we didn't want children. And so we've got a family meeting with all the kids tomorrow night to explain to them that they're on their own. So. Merry Christmas, guys. Yeah. <laughs> oh my goodness. All right. Well, we are going to leave our listeners with a challenge this week. We want you to send out some random notes of inspiration and you can do what we did. Use the uh, random address generator at bestrandoms.com. And then tell us about your experience by using the hashtag Siren Soapbox on all the social medias or by just sending us an email, sirensoapbox at gmail.com. Bill, thank you so much for sending in yet another fun and rewarding challenge. And Sharon, thank you so much for joining us on this episode. We hope to be in touch with you again. Maybe next year we'll look at, we'll do some research about tapping. Tapping, yeah. (laughs) Oh, I'd love to do that. It was great meeting everybody. This was fun. I love it. And I'm going to send out some cards. I was thinking, I'm going to send out some cards. Yeah. Oh, awesome. I love that. I love that. (laughs) Get my friends to do it too. So. Oh, good. See, look at that ripple effect, Elsie. That's awesome. (laughs) Sirens. Thank you so much for participating in this challenge. And thank you, fellow explorers, for listening to this episode. Go ahead and click like or subscribe wherever you're listening right now. And if you could leave us a review, it would it would really help other explorers find the show. And until next time, dive in, stay curious, and be happy. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Siren Soapbox. And a special thank you to C-Strings for providing our music. Snag their latest EP from iTunes today. Follow the Sirens on all the social medias and don't forget to tell your friends about us. Like and subscribe wherever you listen to your podcasts. We'll catch you next time on another episode of Siren Soapbox.